Hello, thanks for tuning in to Learn, Grow, Succeed, the leadership podcast with me, Tom Hallett. This podcast is all about providing you with insights and tips to help you on your journey towards exceptional leadership. Hello and welcome back to the Learn, Grow, Succeed leadership podcast with me, Tom Hallett, and this man... (laughs) Hi, it's Alex. Oh, he remembered to introduce himself. <laughs> Great. Welcome to the game, Alex. Welcome to the game. Hello. So, thank you to everyone listening to us again. It's a, a privilege to be coming out of your headphones and your speakers and hope we give you some of those little nuggets to help you on your sort of personal development journey. Um, and, and just generally, can maybe put a little smile on your face. Who knows? So this week's podcast is about feedback and it's titled, Why Does Giving Developmental Feedback Feel So Difficult? And um, feedback's one of those things that everyone talks about. I think people generally understand that feedback is, is a good thing, but yet it, it feels hard for people to do it and, and they're a little bit reluctant. Um, and yet, you know, it is a gift and it is key to people. So and um, that's what we're going to explore a little bit further today. So w- what are your opening thoughts on feedback, Alex? <laughs> Sorry, I was a little bit distracted. As you were talking, I went to adjust my T-shirt and I've accidentally ripped a giant hole in it. <laughs> um, so what were my thoughts on feedback? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's what happens when you're unscripted. Um, so it's it's interesting. I think we we wrote this one because... I think a lot of us in the past have, have received feedback that's maybe been a bit uncomfortable. Um, you know, we've all been bitten by feedback in the past. that's not been positive or developmental and it's just been negative. Um, but I think an important thing to remember is that in itself, I don't think is feedback. That's just criticism. Um, so the point in this blog was to kind of show people that feedback should never be difficult and that it's only a gift that empowers and, um, you know, when it's done in the right way. Um, because the good thing about feedback is it should leave you with something that you can do or can work on. It should leave you feeling inspired to improve rather than feeling down about your lack of ability. Um, so yeah, that, that, that was my thoughts and that was the purpose as to why we wrote it. Um, so hopefully we'll establish during this pod recording that that is indeed what we've done. Oh, right. Let's uh, play a jingle and get into it. Right then, so so I guess just to briefly recap, the what 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 is the point of feedback? Why are we about to say it's so important? Blah 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 blah. Well, feedback surely it's it's the key to personal development. It's the key to um, team performance. You know, if if you are not given feedback and that can be positive, both giving people feedback on things they do well, but also that developmental feedback, which is, uh, you know, highlighting where people can potentially uh, do things differently or, or, or better in some circumstances, but not, but not always. Um, you know, that's the key to unlocking high performance. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, uh, again, as we said in the past, I think when um, when people are told that they'll have to give feedback on, on to someone that maybe is about something that they're not doing or something that, you know, they're not showing. Um, I think it can be quite easy for them to shy away from it. I think, you know, we've all gone into those discussions in the past where we thought, oh, this is just going to be really uncomfortable. 
I really don't want to do this. Um, whereas what we're trying to show here is that, yes, positive feedback is incredible because it makes people feel great. It makes them show that all their hard work and effort in building the ability to do something has been recognized and, and they're receiving a claim for it. Um, but additionally, you know, if they're not showing something or if they're not um, where they want to be in terms of their abilities, you know, you telling them, actually, do you know what, I noticed this and you could maybe do this in order to improve it. That's actually really valuable to them. And a lot of people appreciate that. Uh, massively so it's yeah it's great it's great for the recipient and it's great for you to give it because people will appreciate it in the long run and you know what i think it's another one where a the word has has almost developed negative connotations like the word feedback i think for some people without even thinking about the context is giving sets off those alarm bells in the in the brain like someone's going to say something horrible or whatever and it, and it shouldn't be Mm. But also, um, you know, it's a mindset thing. You know, if we're talking about professional feedback at work in an office setting or whatever the case, it can set people's pulses rising and that kind of thing. But if you change the the context of which you're sitting in, when I was rereading the blog to do this, I was thinking, well, in sport, feedback, like in elite sport, feedback is constant. And it is there all the time and it's not got any negative connotations. You know, I, I look at, I watch rugby and they all have GPS packs in their shirts. And after every game, they're going to do a full debrief on what they did well and what they could improve on based on the, you know, thousands and thousands of data points. And it's the same in, in pretty much all elite sports now where they're just bombarded with data, which, at the end of the day is feedback to allow them to, to improve their performance. Yeah. And um, I think as well, and especially in, in the example you've given there is I think we've all got blind spots. We've all got things that we don't think about. And actually, you know, some of those things that might even be quite quick adjustments to make can, can change a whole lot. Um, so as you say there, in, in terms of rugby and, and sports, they're using everything they have in order to deliver really relevant feedback and to give people the advice that's actually going to be the most relevant for them to improve their game and it's kind of the same here in that you know if if you've if you've got an area that you need to improve on but you don't see it someone else could see it and deliver that to you and and change and change the course of your career even yeah absolutely and i bet you won't find a single athlete at the highest level who doesn't welcome and give good feedback you know if you're a you know, Cristiano Ronaldo or something like that. I bet even even today, he he's he's seeking from his new teammates at Man United what what he can do better to fit in with the team and and how he can keep improving despite having achieved everything there is to achieve. But that's why he he will have uh, have got that far. I think that's a that's a sorry. I was just going to that's a really good example as well because someone like him he could be forgiven for thinking. I, I know quite a lot about what I'm doing. I've reached the top of this game. I've reached actually levels of this game that other people will never reach. Yet I'm still going to take feedback from these people who watch me every day and know the sport because they they still have value that I can add to, to my game, despite the fact that I've got to where I might want to be and more. I mean, I still imagine he has a lot more he wants to achieve. But as I say, he could be forgiven for thinking I've reached the top. But actually, he's still looking at other people who maybe didn't reach the level that he did in order to gain feedback. So that just shows how valuable it is and that, you know, you can receive it really from anyone. Yeah. 
Okay, so I think we probably covered why it's important. So I hope everyone's convinced. Um, but then let's go into that that subject of why it can feel difficult. And you know, we've talked a little bit about terminology here, but the the, the opening part in the blog is about how negative feedback and developmental feedback are, are very different things. So tell us about that, mate. Yeah, I just think it's not a slight nuance to say, oh, it's not negative, it's developmental. It's, it's actually a completely different meaning. I think unless you're a sociopath of some sort, I think constantly giving people negative criticism should feel really, really bad. Um, and that's probably why it, it doesn't feel good to give uh, feedback that you might view as negative. But actually by viewing it as developmental, you know, you're, you're guiding someone towards a way forward rather than telling them this isn't good enough, this isn't good enough, and this isn't good enough. You're, you're telling them a, an opportunity for, for growth rather than um, an area in which they're lacking in and focusing on that. So, you know, I, I, I think it's quite easy to think, oh, we're just changing a word here and making it seem like it's a lot, it's, it's more positive than it actually is. But no, it's, it's negative feedback, as I just said, is, is criticism, really. Um, whereas developmental is spotting something that might not be a positive, but then turning it into an opportunity for it to be positive. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's, it's a mindset, but it is a different way of doing things. And I know, you know, there's a lot of different models out there for how to give good, good feedback. The, the classic old school way of thinking about the, uh, um, can't say what it's called because I don't think we should go into explicits here, but the, the old sandwich model of you give something good and then bad and then good, um, which is pretty, pretty old school way of doing it. But <laughs> that, that actually would be reinforcing because often that middle piece would be a negative. Whereas um, bio, the bio model is one that's used a lot these days and one that we, we advocate quite a lot around how to give that developmental feedback. And that is all about saying to people, these are the specific things of which I am giving you feedback on. It is not a general point. I'm not just going to say you're really annoying. That would be negative, helpful. That's not very helpful. But if I said to you, um, the behaviors you are showing is you keep interrupting people when they're talking. Um, that is a specific thing. There's no wishy-washiness. It's something that someone can immediately understand. Um, but then it's going into the whole bio thing. So the behavior is interrupt, interrupting someone, but the impact that is having on, on the team is meetings feel disjointed. People may feel offended by the fact that you're being a bit overpowering in the discussions. But then the key, and actually I think probably the most important part here is to then go into the options for how to, to change that scenario, to, to improve it, to say, can you just give people uh, you know, a little bit more time to finish what, what they're going to say before you give us your ideas um, or something like that? So uh, I think it's a good way to, to model your feedback. Yeah, and that was, a, that was a beautiful transition to the next point because I think, as you say, we wrote about the bio in the blog, the bio model, because you know maybe feedback is fearful. And even if we were to say just the first point, oh, don't make it negative, make it developmental, the question is still, well, how do I do that? Um, and, and what's a good structure for that? And I think the good thing about the bio model is it's super simple. Um, you know, as you, as you say as well, we're dealing with facts. We're dealing with behaviours that aren't opinions; they're, they're factual, and and then helping people overcome that in a way that's constructive and and isn't pointing the finger and accusing. Um, 
which is which is really good. So yeah, I think by learning about the bio model, it then makes the uh, feedback a lot easier. You have that structure in your head that's really easy to follow. And I mean, it's it's quite easy to to mold whatever you're giving feedback on into the model. Yeah. Um, but also additional point um, is that we made actually a very handy handout for the uh, bio model, a handy handout, um, which yeah. is which is available via link on the website. Uh, sorry, little plug. It's free. It's not really a plug, but yeah. there we go. Yeah, well, and, and there's a little video on it of Catherine from the team talking about the bio model, uh, mm. not on our website, but down our social channel somewhere. So, um, so there is that, and but there's also loads of content out there wherever you find your your content. If I bet you'll even find specific examples of of those difficult feedback conversations where there'll be examples of how you can build the bio model in. Um, and ways you can give people those options for for self-development and improvement and growth um so yeah good one good one to look at mm-hmm. so we've given some really good feedback we've even used the bio model alex uh, so we've got we've given some really good pointers on how to do things but sometimes there are topics which even so make people feel a bit uncomfortable maybe even a little bit emotional have I overstepped the line there? So, honestly, there's uh, sometimes there's no avoiding it. I think if there's emotion attached, um, it's good because it shows someone cares and it shows that they're invested in whatever you're talking about. Um, you know, you might approach a conversation with the greatest of intentions. You don't want to hurt anyone. You don't want to upset them. But just the mention of a word or a topic could set them off and could bring out, like you say, these high emotions um it might be that they get upset might be that they get quite angry and aggressive um but as as we said i think as long as you're displaying the right intentions and showing understanding towards the feelings um then you're still likely to get what you're looking for out of the conversation i think the key is is that (laughs) don't if they get angry don't get angry back don't raise your emotions to the height of theirs stay calm acknowledge their feelings because their feelings are valid they're obviously feeling them for a reason maybe even explore them a bit um but then just go through the model as we've said um but yeah like you say your intention is never to hurt people i'd hope not and uh yeah if that happens it happens sometimes there's nothing you can do about it you can't take away their discomfort and actually if the conversation itself is quite uncomfortable then what do we always say about discomfort and personal growth yeah that is absolutely where people will grow the most isn't it and Mm. You know, I've been on the other end of conversations where people have got emotional and then once they've had time to reflect, they'll come back and say, like, you know, thank you for having that conversation. And I think so ultimately this, this is accepting emotions, but I think most weeks I say, let's just think about how to be a cooler human. And you have to have these, these conversations to help people grow. But if they do get emotional, then, then you be a cool human. You, if they're upset, you, comfort them you support them or you do whatever you think they need if they do get angry you can kind of give them the space they need to to let that out Mm. Um, but it's not a reason to avoid it and and you'd think as well that in a feedback conversation where someone gets emotional they're more likely to remember that conversation if you gave feedback and someone answered quite robotically and oh yeah i accept what you're saying I'll, I'll, i'll take that on board and things like that they might do that's fine that might just be how they react if you're in a conversation where someone gets emotional, um, you know, maybe shows huge signs of discomfort um, and, and maybe even just some awkwardness, 
um, they're more, I think they're more likely to remember that. That's going oh, to be, yeah, and, that's... and the lessons from that as well, because then they can, like you say, they remember that moment of discomfort, which is very important for growth and they take it with them. And, um, you know, as I say, I, emotion, I think is, as long as it's not too negative, it shows that people care. And yeah. that, that's only a good thing. However, I know, obviously, if you're the person that's just made someone emotional, that isn't always comfortable, um, you know. Which is a learning experience in itself. Yeah, I mean, people have. So if someone just started crying in front of you, I think people have different levels in which they can deal with that. Some people are like, oh, what do I do? <laughs> you know, just someone starts crying. You're like, do I comfort them? Do I get involved? Do I run? What, what do I do to this person? Um, whereas I think some people can deal with that a lot a lot more with a lot more comfort perhaps so yeah that's that's it's different for different people in that sense and also i think um maybe it's worth pointing out that what we're not advocating is you know if someone's already emotionally charged maybe throwing in there with 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 some hard to take feedback you know if <laughs> a highly stressed situation and you someone needs some feedback there is definitely times where you want to say maybe i should keep this feedback for the next day or in a few hours time once the situation's calmed down mm. they're already at their wits end then throwing in something else maybe it's not a good a good idea but that's not to say you ignore it that's just to say park it come back at a more appropriate time yeah and um i think the other key point is as well is that if i think for a lot of people if you're giving feedback and someone gets angry especially angry i think you might think oh i failed here you know, I haven't done this the right way because they've reacted in that way. But this point is actually just showing that that's that's not the case. People react in different ways to, to different things and emotion just becomes part of personal conversation sometimes. So if someone does get emotional, you've not failed in giving feedback. Um, you know, if anything, it could be a real moment for growth. So, yeah, yeah. just the mindset around that. And then uh, another reason that you people sometimes may, may avoid giving feedback is the concern that if you give feedback you come across in a in a negative way or uh, that people might not like you you know mm. again you might think that people are going to think you're the know-it-all just because you're if you're giving feedback does that make me i'm saying i'm amazing really being able to give you feedback and that's not the case no and it's um I think you hear it quite commonly where people refer to feedback as being like a bank account. Um, you know, so you giving people positives is essential in order to give them developmental because you can't take money out of an account that's got no money in it. Um, so if your positive feedback is the money going in, your developmentals, you cashing out every now and again and taking things out. So yeah, if you're constantly giving developmental feedback, it might come off a bit like, okay, <laughs> this person seems to, seems to know everything and seems to like correcting me on things. Um, whereas if you're, if you're constantly bigging people up, you're telling them what they're doing well, whilst also just, you know, sprinkling some developmental feedback in there as well. That's only a positive. I think people will then thank you for, for giving them things that have helped them improve because they'll notice that your feedback was a moment or the moment that sparked something for them that changed how they do things for the positive. Yeah, definitely. And no, I think back to the sporting analogy again, and, you know, you could even use the Ronaldo uh, example again here because, you know, he said he's come back to Man United because of Alex Ferguson. But I bet you the reason that he looks up to Alex Ferguson as a, as a mentor and a, and a hero is not because he told him how good he was all the time. It was because he told him how he could improve and become the best player in the world. 
Um, so he didn't think he was annoying for, for helping him to improve. It was something he welcomed and, and, and you know, admires in, in a person. Yeah. And I think that the problem is as well, is that if you constantly tell people that they're great at things, um, you know, that's, that's good. And it's great for confidence, but actually, do you know what, when you're, when you're helping people become great, that's, that's different. I mean, at, at times some people might think, Oh, I don't know whether I agree or, or, you know, mm, I'm not sure whether that person's, that person's right in telling me that, but actually if they action the feedback that you're giving, and if the feedback is, is something that you know about very well, and it's, it's very good advice then that's much better than just telling people, no, you're great. It's fine. Don't worry. Yeah. So that th those relationships are much more valuable. Whilst at the time, maybe it feels a bit like, oh, should I have said that? Should I have just gave them a confidence boost and patted them on the back and told them, oh, no, you're brilliant already. You yeah. know, by actually giving them your opinion, but in this form, it, it, it will become much more valued. Yeah. And I think um, particularly in a professional context as well, the, the, you can you develop a culture of feedback as well i mean if you don't have one you can still develop it and you can give it but you know i think at, at xl we have that culture of feedback whether it's easy to give or difficult feedback and and actually i feel like we've gone full circle you know i i've done a few performance reviews with the team recently and i've genuinely had to sit there and and i can't think of much developmental feedback to give them and i feel like I almost have people glaring at me thinking, well, this is annoying because he's not giving me developmental feedback. <laughs> and to, so it actually goes the whole way. Once you are in that environment where you're trying to push performance and become a better person, if someone's not got that feedback for you, you can't improve then. So that's annoying. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's that you're right in terms of actually the message you're trying to give and the impact that you're trying to give on people. I think there's, there's the balance that needs to be addressed. If you were that constant positive feedback guy um which is good it's great um then you know i think people listen to the developmental feedback more as if if you were to only give developmental feedback i think people would just think oh well, he does this every single time why does he only ever give me things to improve and why does he never praise me whereas i think if you're giving praise that time you do give developmental feedback i think it hits harder people think oh, he's not just saying this because he always says that i need to do this that and the other you know, he tells me when I do something really well, but if he thinks I need to improve in this area, I'll listen to him. Yeah. Cool. So that was a few little reasons why it, it does feel difficult uh, at times to give feedback. Um, sometimes can't, people can get emotional. Um, um, but it is always going to be a gift to people if you are giving feedback that is aimed at helping them become better people whether it's personal professional or whatever so so do think it through so do you know what i think is the most awkward point in life ever to give feedback to someone but i bet it's really needed uh, oh there's a lot of potential answers to this question so i'm intrigued go ahead the barber or the hairdresser. <laughs> also, I, so, I, I want you to explain why, but I think the other reason is, is because once you've given feedback, it's usually too late. <laughs> you can't put hair back on a head. It's <laughs> just no coming back from it. <laughs> well, no, but, well, but in, so actually, it's, this has happened. This is why I say it. In the last few weeks, I went to the barber and I wasn't quite happy. And I, and I went back and I actually got them to change it. And it feels horrendous. But then, but I actually thought through like this blog and I'm thinking, 
if no one ever goes back to that barber and says, can you change this? He'll never, or he or she will never improve. But also I'd probably go to a different barber next time. And he'd much rather me tell him how to make his customers happy than for me just to go and then use a different barber. And, and I, I did it with my, with my wife, she came back and she wasn't quite happy with how her hair had been dyed. And I was like, she was she was talking about going to a different hairdresser. I was like, well, I just go back. I'm sure they'll fix it, and then they'll have learned from that experience. But it well, still felt well awkward. I was going to say you'll squirm in the chair, but um, yeah, at least you know actually as well. Next time you go back, he'll he'll he or she will remember you, and uh, they'll know what you like, know what you don't like, and then you you would like to think that it'd be less likely that you'd get a bad trim in the future. Um, but hey, at least you were lucky enough that, like I say, you know that moment where they show you the back of the head, and you're like, oh. That's 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 not how the back of my head usually looks. That's not good. Um, it's way too late then, I suppose. But at least you could go back and make amends, which is yeah. always nice. <laughs> cool. Right. Well, I hope to all the listeners out there that this has made you think about how you can give more feedback to to people around you to to, to drive performance in your teams, um, and and do push yourself out of your comfort zone and give that maybe slightly awkward what feels like a slightly awkward bit of feedback that actually is a, is a massive growth opportunity for you and, and for that person. So um, go and give it a try. So thanks for joining us ever, Alex. Um, thanks for everyone for listening. And we'll be back with another one in the next week or so. And in the meantime, give us a shout if you want to have a chat about anything, want to see a particular blog, um, or indeed go over to the website, get that lovely bio model download and uh, get any other resources on there. There's, there's plenty to choose from. Yes, please.